Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We back. Welcome to another episode of Off the Top Rope Podcast. I'm your main man. I'm the I'm the I'm the main man, the head honcho here. There's this whole operation. Shiz Lansky, aka Black Hole Hogan Stuff, aka Blackheart. Uh my guy Tommy Tonga, big show dukes, who's about to jump into this session really quick. So I gotta give him a few more extra seconds. Oh, speaking of which, here the hell he is right now. But today, this episode of After Dark is brought to you by Anchor. Forgive us the podcast platform that we need to make our podcast possible here on Auto Talk World Podcast. If you're ever going to be looking for us and searching for us, please search us using the um, hashtags off the top ropes, hashtag off the top rope podcast, hashtag support OTTR, hashtag OTTR, hashtag support local podcast, hashtag black old podcast, and hashtag professional wrestling. And also, Follow our episodes here on Anchor and also Google Play. I mean, on Google Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, Real Public Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find us here. So today we got a we got not one, but we got but this is part one of the part two of the special guest day that we're having here on the, on on OTTR. And I'm gonna introduce my main man from New Jersey, this big colossal demonized wrestler. Has shaken, has has made me look at him from a different perspective now. And I was like, you know what? He is a true badass, man. And he's the mayor of Scumbag City. Give it for my man, John Teller. What's going on with you, partner? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Hey, man. Everything is everything, man. With my back key for the moment right now. Dukes, why are you so button? Dukes, why are you so silent back there? Me so silent? Oh man! Yeah, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just we hear about the mayor scumbag. I I, I noticed something. The mayor scumbag city. Get your facts straight. My, my bad. The mayor scumbag city. I I noticed the the matches he has. I'm pretty impressed with. So I'm mm. I'm kind of at all. So. I'll let I'll let this this man this gentleman <laughs> do he do best because legit like okay I I can't say none it, it's hardcore rules so <laughs> I mean I you should it. so Mr. John man tell us more about your wrestling background man and why and why have you dubbed yourself the mayor of Scumbag City um. Well, I started in uh, September 2015. Uh, I was training with uh, Gino Caruso in East Coast Professional Wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, then eventually, you know, I branched out and I went to other places. I'm pretty much a big mainstay for uh, Pro Wrestling Magic. That's also in New Jersey. Uh, if you guys don't know about them, check them out. Uh, wrestling is Magic on Twitter and uh, Instagram. I believe that's the Instagram handle. But if you put in Pro Wrestling Magic, you'll see it. Um, I mean, I bounced around from other places. But right now, that those two are really, like, my mainstays. Well, as I pretty much not now because no one's fucking doing anything now. Can I curse on this? Yeah, of course you can, man. Who gives a shit about this thing? We can get your heart when it comes to this. So, this is after dark, so you can go any direction the hell that you want. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, no, got I was you. doing a uh, because I'm from Bayonne, New Jersey, and I uh, I was cutting, I was 
doing a show in my hometown and I was facing a, a guy named Tony Rush, who, if you guys don't know, is probably one of the best athletic performers on the independent scene today. And, yeah, uh, I heard I heard about him. Yeah, you guys, I mean, I've had so many matches with him. If you guys look at my stuff, you'll see who he is, and I'm sure you'll be impressed. But uh, I was mm-hmm. working him, and I uh, was cutting a promo, and I just said at the end of the promo, welcome to Scumbag City, and uh, it just sucked. And then uh, other people were calling me the mayor of Scumbag City. The uh, owner of GoPro Professional Wrestling uh, was doing commentary for ECPW at the time, and he was calling me the mayor of Scumbag City. So Andrew Kalea is the one who uh, dubbed that for me, and I kind of just adopted it as well as everybody else did. Yeah, man, that's like me when it comes to the whole Shizlansky part. My, uh, one of my uncles had dubbed me Shiz. I don't know where the hell did he got Shiz from. But the Lansky part was all about this battle rapper named Cassidy from um from Philly, and um he had referred, yeah. So like you know what I mean. So he had incorporated like that that tag name, and then said something about one of his people, Shizlansky, and one of them, and one of my boys is called Fiesis. And he just started calling me that all of a sudden. That I just like I just took initiative of it. Then, you know, say like once you embrace um a character or you embrace a persona, you become that person. You become that persona. Absolutely. You have to, especially in this business. Oh, hell yeah. It sounds like your boys gave you a nickname, and once your boys give you a nickname, it kind of sticks from that point. Yep, exactly. Uh, Same way how we said about Dukes over here, where we call him Big Show or the Big Slow, for that matter. (laughs) Sorry, Dukes. (laughs) No, listen, listen, I'm just giving an example. I'm just giving an example of what happens. And Dukes, how long have you had your nickname for? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No comment <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so when it comes so when it comes to professional wrestling, so when it comes to the independent scene, um for you being as this big I mean for me for you being as this big built um big built type of body type of person, um what's like what's the match styles like for you when it came to the last I guess like maybe like several matches of yours and what and what matches were they? Um, the last match I had before quarantine was a unique uh, situation. It was for the uh, Dark Arts title in Pro Wrestling Magic. I was working against the uh, Meadowlands Monster, who's seven foot tall. And the match was called uh, Doorways to the Dark Arts title, which is uh, since now it's so impossible to get wood tables anymore. Everything's that plastic shit. We uh, mm-hmm. made a stipulation where, you know, for you to lose, you have to go through three doors. Got gotcha. you. Uh, and it was an it was an intense match. I mean, we've had a lot of matches, and every time, like you know, we everyone thinks we peaked, we peaked, and then this last one, no one expected to be as good as it was, and you know, we 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 tore the house down. I almost caused a riot within the crowd. Uh, really? So it was it was fun shit. <laughs> you know, did you? I mean, so did you? to try to step to me was a lesbian in the front row. All the other guys just stood down. <laughs> oh wow, man! So you nearly, so you nearly causing a riot, man. That means you really got. That means you're really getting over the fence, you know. Especially even if if you are babyface or or you are heel, your job is to entertain the fans or the or to get them cheer for you or to or 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 to get them going at you. How do you feel? Um. Like, I mean, like when it comes to the audience nowadays, like this generation of artists compared to what it was yesteryear. They're a lot smarter. 
I mean, everyone, at least in this area, I'm sure if you go down south, there's a lot of those guys who are like, I still believe, you know, those fucking idiots. But, like, they, you got you got a lot more smarter fans. You got a lot of more hardcore audience. I mean, uh, the amount of people that reach out to me on, on, like, my personal pages and my personal stuff more so than my actual wrestling just to talk to me about wrestling. Uh-huh. Like, it's they, they do their homework. They find you. They look you up. I mean, it's it's definitely cool, and they, and they do support you, even if you're the heel or not. When you go other places, I've had fans that are, you know, pro wrestling magic mainstays go to other companies that I worked for just to support me because I'm one of the pro wrestling magic guys. So when they when they really love and care about a company, if they're if you're a heel or not, they'll, you know, they'll follow you around. That's what's up, man. Like that's I mean that's a pretty strong fan base that you have, man. That 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 will go with you. To every promotion that you set foot in, and they will cheer or they will boo you because no matter the fuck what, they're gonna be supporting that guy because they're heavily invested in that guy. Can you yeah. uh, can, can can you just tell me what like which wrestlers from from like your childhood growing up that were you emotionally invested in, and what and who made you want to become a wrestler? Um, when I was five years old, uh, I was at my cousin's house. And he had Monday Night Raw on, and I never saw it before. I didn't know what it was. And I saw this bald guy coming out, being the shit out of everybody. And I was like, yo, this is fucking crazy. This is, this is sick. So I didn't, get the, I didn't know what channel it was. I didn't know what the company was. I knew nothing. So then um, the next week, I was searching around on a Monday, and I come across a bald guy again on TV. So I spent a year of my life watching WCW thinking it was Stone Cold Steve Austin before I realized who the fuck Stone Cold was. And then uh, when, I found, when, I found out, yeah, when I found out about WWF, I immediately jumped over and I was I was absolutely hooked. So Austin wow, is, so- Austin's hands down my uh, my all time favorite. And, uh, you know, that, that whole that whole, you know, that whole group of guys back then, it's, it's such a magical fucking class of, of workers and performers that. I don't think it will ever be, you know, will never be reached again with that type of uh, roster and talent. Definitely not. De- yeah. Definitely not in this day and age. Definitely not with this um, well, new censorship of like, television right now. Because what's yeah, going on with the television networks is the real reason why we see a lot of this watered down crap that we're watching right now, or we've been programmed yeah. to watch since we were kids. You know, I was listening to uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast. It's actually really interesting. Even though I wasn't yep. a huge WCW guy, hearing him talk about stuff is really, really interesting because he goes on the business end of it. And he uh-huh. just did one, and they were saying how, um, do you think Vince is washed up or, you know, is he still got it? And his outlook was so different that I don't think any casual fan actually thinks of it where, you know, he Vince is a publicly traded company that has to, you know, submit to advertisers. So obviously he can't do, you know, the crazy shit they used to do in 99 and 2000. Because in right. a way, the hardcore fans are going to be there regardless. They're always going to uh-huh. be around. So he has to, you know, he has to attend to the to the sponsors, and it may, and it makes sense. And it, it maybe it sucks for us, but you know, the guys the guys got a business to run. I understand it, but uh, hopefully AEW steps up and makes a bigger move for everything. Well, speaking of AEW, man, you kind of hit the nail on that one. So you know, this whole Wednesday night war between these two companies. Between NXT and AEW, and we already see how you know range wise, the range is not what it used to be back then. Where it was probably roughly what four to six million people watching wrestling on a weekly basis. Now that we see so much of that 
wrestling content out now, it's so hard for you to try to pick and choose the which one to watch. So, I mean, my main question, I mean, well, the second, well, the next, the second last question for me, then I'll pass off. Um, mm-hmm. If you to get signed, or if you ever want to get the spotlight, which company would you go to out of any one of the promotions that's out there? To be honest, dude, I'm a businessman. And as long as someone's willing to pay me to do my craft and pay my bills by doing so, not have to work a shoe mm-hmm. job, I'm all over right. it. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, if you ask me right now, who's your, who's somebody you want to wrestle? Like, who's the main, I, I don't have anybody because I'm a, I'm a businessman. Right. Whoever you're willing to pay me to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, yes, I love it. Yes, it's a goal of mine. Yes, it's, it's something I want to do since I was a kid, but I'm trying to turn this into a career. Mm-hmm. And if, if AEW comes knocking tomorrow, if Impact comes knocking tomorrow, or if I start making enough money on the independence that I don't need to go to the big companies and I can pay my bills by doing so, I'm fine with that. Because I'll still have my outlet one way or another, but I want to be able to pay my bills by doing so. For real. Much respect to that, man. And mm-hmm. never trying to just submit to anything. You know, to, like, you got to be able to compliment these companies too. And be like, yo, listen, if you're going to bring me in, Look at the tapes that I've been wrestling in and I've been headlining in and busting my ass for. And you see what type of person that I am and what what, what and what type of worker I am. And when you bring this up to the table, just give the proper respect because a lot a lot of these people bust their ass for years. For years to decades of trying to get the other foot into that door. And that's what we're trying to do here with our podcast too, man. We're just an upfront company. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to really bring this thing and bring more of the real the real shit behind the scenes. But I mean, more point for vivid wrestlers who understand the complexities of professional wrestling and independent wrestling nowadays that I mean that the landscape has changed. But there's still some of us here who are older that we can remember things back in the eighties and the nineties, how things once was. So um so I totally, so I totally respect you for that. I totally respect that you're a businessman, that you want to go to any company as long as they treat you right. Shit, shit, that's shit. That's really everyone's goal when it comes to any type of job that they pick up. Make sure that that job employer pays you right and treats you right. Otherwise, why even bother going? Absolutely. You know but also, the other thing about about the old, like the way TV used to be with all the viewers, and I mean, think about it. How many, how many different alternatives of entertainment does everyone have now? You can't even watch a full show without being on your phone. You can't. Half the people don't even have cable. I know I don't. I, cut I don't either. I know, right? So, so of course, that's going to affect the ratings. So, who knows? I think Nielsen ratings is so antiquated and outdated, and it's not completely accurate. Plus, how many people are watching on DVR? Plus, how many people are legally screaming it from, uh, you know, online? You don't know sure. the actual number of how many people are actually watching. Yep. You know, so mm. just because they're all stuck in the in the nineties with the cable and you know commercial yep. and ad buys and all that other horse shit that you know doesn't matter anymore. It's completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right about that. And my last question before I pass it off to Dukes is just basically, uh, what was um what was your biggest accomplishment thus far being 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 an independent wrestler? And can you tell us a story where you have won like your biggest title? Um, I'm trying. I mean, I was. I'm not. I'm not a belt mark. I'm not a guy that goes like, I need this. I need that. I want a title. Right. Something because a title don't mean shit unless it's, you know, a big deal. But mm-hmm. uh, I've had a pretty cool. I had a couple of cool things. Like I've, you know, I've wrestled in, in, in a mall in front of fourteen, about in front of uh, four thousand people. 
which is pretty pretty unique and pretty cool. Uh, but I've also, you know, I've, I've done so well as far as the heel goes that I've had fans attack me. <laughs> you know, like I think I think that's just pretty cool. Cause like to get that kind of heat to have a fan, you know, rush the guardrail to attack you. I mean, it's not a it's not a common thing anymore. Wow. Yeah, man, because there's a lot of yeah, cause there's a lot of crazy cuckoo fans out there that really jump over that barricade and really would try to get in the ring until they really get hit in the face because oh, they're not mo- supposed to be doing that. That motherfucker had no choice. That motherfucker had no chance. He won that one. Now, listen, if only we get asked that question to Stone Cold, Triple H, and, and, and Kevin Nash about those two instances where people jumped over the railing and they, and they get molly walked. The referee, yeah. the referee are getting involved and, and kicking the shit out, out of a person trying to do that. And I'm like, yo, they really protect each other in that ring. But someone outside of that, just over that barricade, your ass is done for. Bro, it wasn't even, the match didn't even start yet. It was in my entrance. I'm walking out Jeez, to the ring, I'm doing my thing, I'm talking my <laughs> shit or whatever. Uh, this, this fat fuck in the crowd is yelling shit at me. I'm yelling shit back at him. And then he came up, he pushed the guardrail to the ring, and he fucking slapped me. And I was like, good enough. And I took my hat off, I jumped over the guardrail, and I yoked him up. That is what's up. See, Dukes, this is the type of shit that me, you, and maybe Fash will probably do one of these days. <laughs> when it comes to that point in gesture. Don't talk about uh, old we would do it. Yeah, the, the video's <laughs> online. It's on my uh, my Instagram or whatever, at the John Teller. You'll see all that shit. It's, 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 I think tomorrow's the one-year anniversary. I'm probably going to po- uh, post it again. Yeah, do, do that, man. Definitely. Definitely. So that's my questions. Um, Dukes, you got the floor, man. All right. Um, okay. Now, here's a question I got to ask. What is your best match? Uh, are you talking about mine personally or what I feel like somebody yeah. on the outside would, would enjoy? Yours personally? Uh, honestly, pretty much any match I've had with Tony Rush. Tony uh, Rush. Tony Rush, your uh, the the last match I had with uh, Metal Lance Monster that doorway for the Dark Arts. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, I mean, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna look me up on anything, I would probably check those out. Oh yeah, we definitely will. We definitely will. Go ahead, Dukes. No. Okay. Um. Hmm. What is the best match when you grow? Like, you know how we all wrestling fans. I know you want to. So, what is the match that made you feel like, damn, I want to become a wrestler? You heard about Stone Cold, but what match made you feel like, I want to do this? Uh, when I was a kid, it was the uh, TLCs with the Hardys, the uh, Dullies, and Edge and Christian. And then, uh. Uh, then also seeing Rock and Austin <laughs> at 17 was, you know, like mind blowing to me. And then, as I got older, I started to, you know, uh, really enjoy the storytelling more and, you know, the in-ring work. Um, you know, that like that, that punk and Cena match at Money in the Bank in 2011 when he was supposed to be leaving. Oh, hell yeah. Was if, anyone, if anyone watching that night was totally emotionally invested in CM Punk in that night, I'm a DNA sure I was. I wanted him to win and walk out with the belt, and I'm like, yo. This is the greatest angle that they did for him, and that is getting him more, more of the spotlight 
and the same parallel as Cena was at the time. Dude, I, I was getting chills when that fucking three count happened. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> they actually went with him. And then, yeah, man, like shit like that is so, it's so hard to come by. It's so unique to get people invested like that. But when it happens, man, it's so special. That's crazy. Okay. That's awesome. Now, now this is a, now I want to know about this one right here. Personally, now let's say at every every company gave the right amount of dollars. Now, if you go to like Impact, let's say Impact gave you money, WWE gave you money, AEW gave you money. Which um, don't forget MLW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, you be giving a lot of other okay. places, Dukes. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, New Japan, Ring of Honor, MLW, which one do you rather prefer to go in to the most and utilize your talent? See, like the 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 go to answer would be WWE, right? Because like that's that's everyone grew up on, that's everyone's you know thing. But there are Mm -hmm. so many people that are there that get lost in that shuffle, man, and it's you, you gotta when it gets to the point that everyone's offering you the right amount of money, then you got to start looking into other things. Like, are you going to make me repackage my entire character? Are you going to let me be myself? Are you going to let me, you know, stick with my indie name or like, look, AEW's doing great with that. They, um, one of the guys that, you know, I, I came up with an ECPW, Sonny Kiss, you know, Mm -hmm. he he want, he Sonny Kiss from the independence, wants AEW stayed Sonny Kiss. They're letting him be him. And I'm so fucking happy for him. You know, and, and that's that's great that he's allowed to beat him. He's allowed to do him. I wish they did more with him, and they finally are giving him that match with Cody, and that match was fantastic. And, you know, like, shit like that matters then. But if you're yep, somebody that's definitely. like, I don't care. I just want to get to WWE. I'll, you know, be a fucking garbage man like Duke the Dumpster again as long as I'm there or whatever. Then, you know, <laughs> do it. But yeah, it's just okay. if the money's all right, then it's then other things come into factor. You know, like where am I going to be on the card? What is the idea for me? What do you you know? So that that that's a big hypothetical. But when the money's right, then other things come into question. So let's say right, I mean, so right. wait 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 wait. So dudes. So so if the money is all there. Now you get out of the key factors of what you say: story booking, um, storyline. The booking itself itself. And where and where would they place you when it comes to the marquee of the card? If, if I if mean me for right. me like for me personally, yeah, if the money's right. But for me personally, I I mean I would feel like you would definitely be the mid card, top tier mid card, burst trying to burst their way up to being the main star of that brand or of that show. And given within like two or three years time, with a big powerful build up. Oh yeah, definitely. I can be seeing you in, you know, say up there in the top two or the top one tiers of the big guys that they will need, or 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 the next crop of talent that will definitely be futuristic stars. Definitely, I no question. I would have because to, your matches have that'd be fine with me. I just don't want to be a guy like uh, you know how they did some of those guys that they hired them, they pushed them hard, like uh, Mike Kanellis. Came in with a bunch of heat, yeah. right, from Ring of Honor, then Impact and everything else. You, they pushed him hard. He came in. He got a terrible gimmick. And then they just did nothing with him for like a year and a half, two years or whatever long he was there for. 
So like, yeah, like I totally understand. Shit comes into factor. Like, I have a feeling. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not there, but like, if AEW brings you in, they're giving you the opportunity to showcase you and what gets you attention. Yep. So if it's going to be that or the yep. other, and the money's going to be the same, then you might as well go AEW. It's probably less dates. You have more creative freedom. You don't have a script handed to you every time you got to cut a promo. So like, there's a lot of different factors. But like I said, man, I'm a businessman. You guys willing to pay me? I don't give a shit. I'll do it. Definitely on that. Go ahead, dude. It's my fault for interrupting your questions. Uh, 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 no problem. No problem at all. Um, but since you, since we talk about AEW, who would be your best? Who would you go to a, a storyline with and bring out the best matches with you and hope you bring out the best matches in that other wrestler? Uh. See, I don't, I, I, I can't answer that honestly because I haven't watched everybody's work yet. Like, I try to keep up with everything, you know, and it's it's hard, you know, trying to keep up with every single thing. But, like, I mean, I, I think I can pull a match with anybody. I mean, I, I wrestled a guy with no legs and I got him over. <laughs> you know? Hey. So, like, I got Dustin Thomas came into ECPW. I trained him, got him ready to hold deal, gave him the 450 off the, the springboard 450. Did our entire match, and then the next thing you know, he's on pay-per-views, and he was at double or nothing. And so, like, I can I can work anybody. That's that that doesn't like I don't need to, a special niche of person to 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 get over with them or get anybody else over. Okay. Like how, right, how many guys? How many guys you know that can wrestle a guy with no legs and actually make it look good and work it out? On the indies. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That's a um, that's a real last question. And and my answer, I would say <laughs> practically nobody have I ever seen done that. I fought for nobody. I, I can't really name one I wrestler. Fought the, I fought for that spot with him for about six months. He was going to Geno's and ECPW training. He was training for like almost a year. I you know, I was I was around him. We we I helped him out and shit with what I could. The guy had no no legs. And I kept asking Gino, what are you going to do? And he goes, I don't know yet. I go, give him to me. And he goes, no, 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 I can't. I go, no, give him to me. We'll, we'll work something out. Give him to me. And he, after convincing, I finally got him to do it. And we had him in the crowd and in a, in a wheelchair. And I'm walking out. And, we're, you know, he's talking shit or whatever. I grab him over the guardrail. I throw him into the ring. I kick him in the face. People fucking, it's that white hot heat where people are quiet. But you know they're fucking yeah. angry. Um, yep. I walked through. I one guy tried to stop me. I dropped him on his ass. That wasn't part of it. Some fan tried to grab me. Uh, then um, people are yelling. I know a lawyer. Somebody called the cops. Like it was fucking crazy. And then the next month we had a match. And I, I you know, I laid everything out. We worked everything out. The, the kid did a. And, and the funny thing is, like right after that, that clip went out of me grabbing him out of the wheelchair. You have all these supposed workers commenting like. Oh, uh, this this is a work. It's it's a terrible work. There's gonna be no payoff. Blah 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 blah. And they're like just shitting on me. I don't belong in the business. I'm a fucking piece of shit. The whole nine. And then all of a sudden, the next month we have a match, and the kid can do more than most of these fucking workers can do. And he pulls out a 450 off a springboard off the top rope in the middle of the ropes, not even from the corner. People lost their fucking shit. And then uh, when I just posted that match after everything was said and done, I go, so there's gonna be no payoff, huh? And nobody retracted a fucking word they said. Mm, mm, mm. No, I, That's I, incredible. I had, I had guys like, that... Rip, like Rip Rogers just calling me a piece of shit. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like, guy, bro. Like, if you don't know, fucking work when you see one. I don't know what's going on. Wow, man, I can't, I can't believe that, man. But you know, it, but it takes, but it takes people that guys great psychology to get people over and know, like, no, like, give me that guy. I know. Based on his work and my work combined, like, yo, we can make some shit happen. It just, it just, I think the promoters just have to trust the talent. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's you a know what I'm saying? Like, if you trust the talent, it'd be like, yo, okay, guys, go out there, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Here's your time frame, but this is what the hell I want for the end. That's it. You can do anything in the fucking between, get the people pissed off. I don't care. Get yourselves over. Well, that's, and how, and that's, and how and me, and, that's how me and Tony Rush got our shit started because we were just thrown. Yeah, in. it was both in our rookie years. We were just thrown in to have a quick match, and, and the promoters like, you know, give a you know, shoulder tag, a couple arm drags, drop clicks, whatever, whatever. And I looked at Fleeve and I was like, we're not gonna get over doing that shit. So let's just fucking go out there and rip it down. And we did. And then it turned into like a multi-year fucking storyline that we always just Jesus. go back to in case you know, in case they need something. Wow, man, that's incredible, man. You know who? You know who you remind me of? New Jack, dude. I wrestled New Jack. It was the fucking Did you? Most fun I've ever had. And that's the one of questions. Oh, <laughs> bro, E so, dudes, get your ass back here. This is your guy right here, dude. Jack, yeah, get your ass back here because he is a fan of of New Jack's craziness. Ever since the whole Dark Side of the Ring season two that um that was released, obviously when yeah, they yeah. cargoized um. Yes, he was last. So when he watched it, I think he turned a different leaf when, uh, when he came to that. He he just didn't give a shit. He just became a straight, solid guy. And then the whole Gypsy Joe match that yeah, happened between them. <laughs> yeah. And then when you was telling me your story, and I was like, why is that almost similar to me? Like, Yo, we could take a little bit of element from this match right here. Because you want to know why? Boom. It's a similar, it's almost a similar situation right here. Except it's a handicapped person doing it this time. So now you're gonna really get the people more affected because he's the baby face, you're the hill, you're whipping his ass, and he's fighting back with no legs, and he does a 450, a uh, 450 splash. Oh man, I bet you that place would have erupted. I'm pretty sure I would have been up there with my fucking video camera. I'm like, yo, they got they got I came here. <laughs> well, Duke, you got any other question? Yes, tell us your favorite new like since you work with New Jack. How is he like in like as a person for you? Because I heard so many stories. So tell us your new Jack story. Right, oh so, man! <laughs> all right, so here's what happened. So my uh, Gino for ECPW comes up to me and he goes, "Listen, uh, they're doing a convention in New York in December. This was like a year or two ago." And he said that uh, they're doing a convention, a wrestlers convention. Eric Sims called me, says he's got the gangsters. They're reuniting for the first time in like 20 years, right? Whoa. So it's New Jack and Mustafa. So he goes, I want to know if you want to wrestle New Jack and Mustafa because I know a lot of people are hesitant. I go, fuck yeah, I want to wrestle New Jack. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, I want to wrestle New Jack. Let New Jack stab me. I'll go, fuck, let's do this shit. So then <laughs> he has to find me now a partner. <laughs> he has to find me a partner that's credible, right? So He's like, I don't know. He's, so he asked uh, Meadowlands Monster, who the guy I wrestled for the Dark the door, uh, yep. Dark Arts Story match, who also came out of ECPW. So, yep. Shouts to him, by the way, man. We uh, yeah. man, we got him lined up up, coming up, on the show up. very soon, too, whenever he gets ready and when he gets oh, situated good, good. and stuff. Good. So he, I tell him, like, yo, I, uh, Gino pitched this idea, blah, 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 blah. I get into it. I go, listen, 
I'll wrestle Jack. Don't worry about Jack. I'll take Jack by myself. Not a problem. Work Mustafa. Mustafa's a good dude. He's got his head on straight. Take Mustafa. So he's hesitant, and then, like, afterwards, he, he doesn't know too much about New Jack, I don't think, at the time. So, like, he's looking up videos, and he's like, this motherfucker stabs people? He's just stabbing people? And like, I'm like, bro, don't worry about it. I got that. That's on me. I'll, I'll handle that. I'm fine with that. So he's, he's a little nervous. And then, uh, so, but me and him are wrestling the same day for a pro wrestling match. So I tell Gino, I'm like, listen, the day's not going to work right because, you know, I'm going to have the double shot. He goes, okay. Do not tell Jack and Mustafa that you were double shotting. I go, okay. He goes, I don't want them to think you guys thinking you're fucking big shots and, you know, trying to, trying to make them look bad. I go, all right, no problem. So we had them, we, we wrestled first in Magic. We drive all the way to Bayonne, which was in my hometown, to uh, wrestle New Jack. So I get here with, with Lou. We run upstairs. Jack is completely shit faced. He is fucking drunk off his ass, right? So I was using vodka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, which I, I, I wasn't shocked. Like, I had a feeling it was going to be one, one of two things. I'd rather the alcohol than the Coke. Like, I don't know if he's doing Coke anymore, but I'd rather take the boost. So, well, he's well, he said recently in the least recent uh, Vlad TV interview that he's not anymore because he's taking heart medicine right now. Okay. So, yeah, well, I mean, this was like a year or two ago, so I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> so, okay, so I get there. Uh, uh, Mustafa's fucking chill. Mustafa's cool as shit, right? Real down to earth, cool fucking dude. Ooh. Uh, so I go up there, you know, I introduce myself, or whatever. I go, how you doing? My name's John. I'm working with you guys, blah, 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 blah. Mustafa's like, hey, bro, what's going on? You're a big dude. You got some size to you. That's good. So then Lou comes. Then Jack walks over. Jack's completely fucked up. And he goes, you the one I'm wrestling? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He goes, all right. We're going to do five hardcore motherfucking minutes and then we're going home. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, all right, that's fine with me. And then, and then, so now we're in Jersey, right? So we're going over the match. And then he goes, ah, too bad. Uh, we're in New York. You know, I want a gig, right? And he pretends like he's blading his forehead. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how true it is. This is all alleged. I, I'm pretty sure he might have said it. But just in case we did it, I don't want no lawsuits. But I believe, allegedly, that Terry Runnels gave him herpes or some shit like that. I don't know how true that is. Mm. So, like, I didn't want him bleeding. Because, <laughs> like, I was working. Yo, just to cut you off right there, man. My fault. I mean, for one second. Because he did say he did say something that like he did have a relationship with her for a year and a half. On Vlad TV. So, he had already been said this shit in, the, in that latest episode. I think it was, like, a week ago. So yeah, yeah, no, everything I, that I you're telling us right now, yeah, I think, I, yeah. yeah. So he had already kind of like exposed it at the end of this. He was like, "Well, this, she's a rim jobber." I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> that's bad." Now yeah, that's your shady rumors. shit. So there I think rumors. your shit is more safer than what the hell he said. And he said it in front of yeah, the camera. Yeah. No, no, he says a lot of shit. Like there was rumors that like you know he had a picture of her blowing him, and he's she's like bleeding, like she bladed as she was blowing him or some shit like that. Like crazy shit. Jack's fucking nuts, but he's the man. So I, I hear that he had herpes. I was like nervous about him bleeding. So and he goes, Yeah, too bad we're in New York. Cause you know, in the, the State Athletic Commission in New York's really fucking tight. Like they don't fuck around over there. Like you got mm -hmm. blood pressure. There's a doctor there. The whole nine is a pain in the ass. So when he said that, I was like, Yeah, man, fucking New York. They they always fuck you. Cause <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want I didn't want him bleeding on me. <laughs> so so we called the match or whatever. So the finish was that I was supposed to take um, 
the power slam from uh, Mustafa for the finish, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. We get out there, me and Lou go out first. They come out, and uh, the one request I had, I was like, listen, whoever's doing the music needs to play the fucking song the entire match. Because, you know, in ECW, they would play you know, Natural Born Killers throughout the entire match. So I was like, you yeah. need to play that shit straight through. Don't stop it. So fucking here they come. They come out. Uh, Jack's pretty, you know, fucked up. So he slides in a ring. Uh, I'm giving, I'm laying the boost to him. He's just not moving. He's no selling it. <laughs> and then, and then like, he just turns around. Like everything's kind of in slow motion, but you know, he's older. He's all fucked up. Like this week, so I'm not sure. The best I can. We get to the outside. He so I take the big. He used to sell the uh, Stone Cold Thunder when he was like throw flip back and shit. So he gave me the big punch, and I did that sell on the outside. <laughs> and I was like, either A, he's going to be cool with it, or B, he's going to be really fucking mad. So then we get to the outside. Me and Lou, we're going home. He, uh, Jack goes, all right, stay down. And I'm like, okay. So I, he punches me on the outside. They grab Lou. They go throw Lou into the ring, and Lou's going, no, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Like, because he didn't want to take the finish. <laughs> so, throw Lou in the ring. Lou takes the slash, uh, the, the, the slam, and fucking Jack drops the chair on his head. But he didn't have the, the solid seat part facing down. So, he dropped it on the wrong side and could have really fucked uh, Lou up. But, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a typical New Jack match in 2018, 2019. So, it's like, you know, how much can a guy actually do? But it was definitely cool for me. I always wanted to meet him and, you know, work with him. Wow, that is incredible, man. Damn. Damn, man. Just to get smacked in the face with the chair. Uh, I know I would have probably been losing my two front teeth and then my life would never been the same. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Lou but, didn't break a nose or something because he dropped that shit hard. God, God bless that, man. <laughs> Dude, she got any <laughs> Dude, she got any more questions for him? Oh, no, after that story, oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, man, John, if you have any questions for us, I mean, we nah, can answer them real quick before we call it a day from here. No, nah, man, I just appreciate you guys having me on and reaching out to me. It's really cool. You know, it's hard to uh, find different ways to get yourself out there now during uh, Corona. You know, it's not like I can wrestle and go other places. So any type of publicity right now is pretty cool. So I appreciate yeah. you guys, and uh, it means a lot. Yeah, man. Thank you for thank you for making the time out, man, to come in, you know, say come and talk to us, man. I mean, it's much of we're trying to grow in the wrestling community, but more point in wrestling podcast now community, you know. So to be able to help one, to help another, you know, saying that's our another driving, you know, saying passion of ours to try to do. So we like people to really come on that helps us, and then that helps them at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So I want to thank you, John. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. If you can you. give the you know, saying, like, get the audience um, your information and stuff like that so they can be able to contact you and book you. Book this man, damn it. <laughs> so he yeah, can make some booking money. Inquiries, yep. Yeah, booking inquiries, you can email me at djohntella, T-E-L-L-A at gmail.com. Um, I'm also at Instagram and Twitter at the John Teller, even though Instagram has me blocked for right now. I don't know why they're fucking with me and, uh, Facebook is, is John Teller. So <clears throat> I handle it myself. So everyone can get in touch with me if you want to reach out to me on any of those. Yes, sir. And that was the mayor of scumbag city boys. Dukes. 
You already know what time it is. Do your shouts and let's get going. I already know what the hell that I was really going to say, but I said it earlier in this damn episode. Y'all know where the hell to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, Real Public Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Nonetheless, let's get to it. Oh, and also, our season finale will be this upcoming Saturday. Afterwards, we're taking our vacation, so we will not be back till Labor Day, which is September 7th. So, we got a little bit more work to do before we reach our goal point, boys. Other than that, dudes, do your plug-ins, man. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. Thank you for this, the scumbag, the mayor of Scumbag City, John Teller, for coming to the to the podcast and um, giving a great interview and great, and great telling of what he brings to the wrestling industry. Um, you know what? Shout out to all the listeners. I got some more to say later on. And um, trust and believe when we do the when we do the Wednesday Night Wars, the villain will be back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God. This is, about, <laughs> this is this is bound to be something, folks. Nonetheless, um from Shizlinski for also OTTR, we out of here. Roger out. And uh we'll be coming up next, Wednesday Night War. With, of course, Uncle Fast will be involved. So, you'll wait for us then. Peace.